Homeward is committed to partnering with parents and equipping you with the resources you need to raise your kids to become responsible adults. And Steadfast Companies, a leading real estate investment company, is proud to partner with Homeward to bring you the following podcast presentation. It seems like there's a common attitude where having a great marriage is supposed to be complicated. I mean, you just kind of feel like that. People say that to newly engaged couples. It's not that easy. I don't understand. I'm complicated. I've been doing a lot of thinking. I knew it. And yet, that might be a misconception. From the studios at the Homeward Center for Youth and Family on the campus of Azusa Pacific University, welcome to Homeward with parenting and family expert Dr. Jim Burns. I'm Roger Varsh. Hey, have you downloaded the Azusa Pacific iPhone app as yet? You can get it today on iTunes. As a matter of fact, you can get the podcast of this program today on iTunes. You may even be listening to us as a result of the fact that you got the uh, Homeward podcast via iTunes. If you want to become one of our iTunes subscribers, by the way, just go to homeward.com. We've made it easy for you. Hit the podcast button. It'll take you right to that spot on iTunes, and then you can start your subscription right there. We're talking marriage today uh, with a couple of, uh, well, one APU guy in particular, Doug Fields, and also Ted Lowe from the uh, ministry Married People. And we're going to talk about uh, a really important concept here, taking your marriage from intervention to celebration. And now here's Jim and Ted and Doug. Welcome to Homeward. I'm Jim Burns, and I think we're in for a great day today. A good friend of mine, Ted Lowe, is with us. We're going to talk about taking your marriage from intervention to celebration, and that's possible. You know, strained marriages are commonplace in many congregations today, yet less than a third of all churches are doing anything to help. And Married People, which is what Ted is about, is a new program designed to help churches help marriages. He's the former director of Married Life at a great church called North Point Community Church in Atlanta, Georgia, where he created the Married People concept along with his wonderful wife, Nancy, working to help churches help marriages through curriculum, events, and multimedia. And uh, he makes his home with his family in Georgia. Ted, great to have you with us. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for having me. Now, we also have this other guy sitting across who's our good friend, Doug Fields, who uh, is actually on the staff now of the Homeward Center for Youth and Family at Azusa Pacific. We're here at Azusa Pacific today. He uh, is what we call the guru in youth ministry. He probably doesn't like us to say that, but he's also a great guy, and he has a wonderful marriage as well. Doug? Absolutely. Thrilled to be here. It's fun to be with two of my dear friends in the world. So we're both bald and you're not, but it's radio and they can't see that. Anyway. And I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> you got, you, you're on your way. You've got some, some time. Hey, we're going to talk today about taking a marriage from really intervention, uh, the tough times. Many people would say, a majority of marriages say that they have at times had quite stale marriages. Obviously, right now it's not working real well because about 50% going into the divorce rate. But it seems like there's a common attitude where having a great marriage is supposed to be complicated. I mean, you just kind of feel like that. People say that to newly engaged couples. And yet, Ted, you say that that might be a misconception. You know, I think so. I think, you know, I've always ached for the guy who wants to have a better marriage and he uh, walks into a bookstore and he sees the mountain of resources that are typically pink and satin with a lot of rings on it, kind of more appealing to the, the woman and totally feeling overwhelmed by that amount of information. And so, you know, I look at the, that's the beauty of the gospel is its simplicity that, uh, you know, it's, it's powerful, it's beautiful, and people get the gospel. Anybody can get the gospel. And so I think the same thing is true uh, with marriage, that we've made it so complicated, and yet God's way uh, for marriage uh, seems to be quite simple. 
You know, I, I hear that, and I know that there are principles, and in this particular month, I think I'm going to teach those principles about nine or ten times. So, I mean, I'm, I'm with you, and yet my marriage is complicated. You know, I oftentimes start my marriage seminars or conferences by saying, Kathy and I have a high-maintenance marriage because, you know, we're two complicated people. We're two sinners. A sinner marries another sinner, and, and then you have sinnerlings, and you just kind of bump into each other. So what I hear you saying is there's, there's some principles that if we can get past it, it will work, but you're also bringing in kind of the sinfulness of humans in this. So it does make it sometimes difficult. Absolutely. And I think, you know, we're all married to a very complicated person. We're very complicated. You know, our situations get very complicated. But I think the way God has called us to love each other, it's pretty simple. I was talking to a friend of mine who's been, uh, you know, in clinical research and counseling uh, for marriage. And he says to me, he said, I'm going to take a lot of flack with my peers when I say this. He said, but we've made marriage really complicated. He says, I think we've just forgotten to be kind. And I think, wow, just those things of, you know, treating your spouse like you would, you know, your best friend or treating your spouse like you would a stranger, you know, even the kindness there and the consideration there. You know, I think sometimes we can use the safety of our home for good, but we can also, our spouse is safe to, to unload on. And you know, it's interesting you say that because when you think about friendship and, uh, you know, I do quite a bit of premarital counseling, at least these days. And they'll say, you know, we're best friends, you know, and with my friends, I'm kinder sometimes than I am to my wife. Absolutely. And what you're saying is that literally it could change a marriage. It could change the relationship if we would only let kindness enter in. Absolutely. I think you go home and tonight I'm going to treat my wife or my husband like a stranger. And meaning I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be considerate. I'm going to be sensitive to what's going on in their world. Ask them questions and just... I think it's just the simple things sometimes. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think we get in bad habits sometimes sure. where, uh, you know, maybe there was a, we, we come home from work and so we're tired or, or whatever and our spouse is, you know, maybe grumpy or something like that. And so we get into some bad habits where we don't then do the principles that we actually know right. to do. You know, I think sometimes, and Doug, I'd like you to kind of leap in on this as well, but I think sometimes, I think a lot of folks in even marriage ministry or pastors, Kathy and I do a lot of things with pastors and their spouses. I think one of the reasons is because they're just so busy. They don't have a very good marriage because they're so busy with this just breathless pace of living that they can't connect because they don't take the intentional time. Yeah, without a doubt. I think that's one of the biggest issues in, in marriage is this time element. And when we look about, you know, you talk about complicated answers. And Ted, I love your illustration about going to the bookstore and being overwhelmed by all that's out there. And Except you know, for creating an intimate marriage and closer. Those are two yes. excellent books, right. which yes. if you read them every day, you'd have an incredible marriage. I, I by should Jim read Burns. them again. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you're, you're overwhelmed by them and we look for complicated answers, but I, I think they're there's some real simple things. Last night we went out as two couples, Kathy and myself and Ted and Nancy, and we were just talking about four times during the day when you could engage with your spouse. We were just trying to break it down into mm -hmm. some, as Ted said, not make it so complicated. But you know, when you wake up in the morning, when you go to bed at night, there's two. When you leave the house and when you come home, there's four very practical opportunities to make a, a connection. And you don't need to read you know, a 600 page book on that, right. you, know, you know, weekend seminar. I mean, those things are wonderful, but for the average guy, who's going, you know, give me something to help me in the midst of busyness or ministry or whatever it may be. I think that's a real, a real simple, practical right. connection point. Right. No, I, I agree. And, you know, I think sometimes it does take discipline. I, I'm thinking about you, Doug. One of the things I've appreciated is um, as a person who for, you know, years and years has been in church ministry and making some transitions, but, you know, Monday was 
awfully sacred for you, wasn't it? It was your day off, but it was also a time for you and Kathy to spend some time together. Yeah, without a doubt, that became non-negotiable. You know, Jim, you talk about your non-negotiable date night. For us, it was a non-negotiable all day. It was a date, you know, day. And when when our kids were little, it was a diff- it looked different than it sure. does now when, you know, a couple are out of the house and now one's a teenager. It, it definitely looks different. But yeah, that was a very sacred time. It was time for us to reconnect, to restore our conversation, to calendar, you know, to talk through some of these important things. I talked to so many couples that say, when do you even have time to look at the calendar? Well, we had to, you know, we have to make the time. You have to make the time. And, and, you know, we all have the same amount of time. Ted, here you are doing a ministry actually for church leaders so that they can have amazing um, opportunities within the church. And I, I just, I applaud what you're doing with married people. Uh, MarriedPeople.org will have it linked to our website today, of course. But when you encounter this, one of the things that I've always said is that because sometimes church leaders don't have good marriages, they frankly don't do much within the church. Now, I'm not throwing every church leader in the world under the bus on that, but do you find that? Right. I asked a group of church leaders, we're talking about, you know, why, why aren't churches doing a whole lot for marriages? And so I'm just, you know, taking Q&A. Actually, I'm just asking questions myself. And uh, one of the first answers were, we don't want to talk about, you know, we can't talk about everybody else's marriages because then we'll have to crack open our own. And one guy said, you know, to start a marriage ministry, we're going to need we're going to need leaders. And he goes, right now, I don't trust our leaders to do that. So I think I do think it's the thing for a a, a pastor who says, "Wow, I'm going to have to get real and vulnerable about this," and my wife's going to be sitting, you know, on the front row. And as we used to do events, my biggest fear was that my wife was sitting, you know, down there going, "Is this, guy, you know, is this real? Is what's coming out of his mouth is?" Is it real? Yeah. And so that. Well, and what a sad statement that a pastor would say, I don't trust my leaders. Right. Because it goes back to the thing you were saying, Jim, about being so busy. We yeah. get so busy doing the work of the ministry yeah. that we don't even engage in what's most important to give us, to give our marriages yeah. life. Many, many times I have to ask myself, is the work of God I'm doing destroying the work of God in me? And, and sometimes that's within my marriage as well. Uh, I want to talk more about this and how we can. As, uh, as couples make some differences in our own marriages and maybe even help out the church. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Ted Lowe is with us. Uh, Doug Fields, my cohort in crime, is also here. And we're talking about taking your marriage from intervention to celebration. Yes, it is possible. As we said today, you just may have to make some proactive decisions, little proactive decisions, not even some of the big stuff yet. Roger, tell us about marriedpeople.org and how uh, many of our listeners might be able to get their church involved in really a great website and a great ministry. Well, this is we're so excited that what Ted is doing with marriedpeople.org because of the fact that it is uh, taking people from intervention to celebration. And uh, if you check it out online, we've got a link to it on our site as well today. Uh, we are here at Homeward to equip you and to give you opportunities to take advantage of resources that uh, will strengthen your marriage, that will improve relationships just between you and other people in your world, and also between you and your children. We're doing a lot of marriage programming here. The past week or so, we've just been really going nonstop at marriage. It's marriage season. I mean, let's face it, May, June, July, chances are you're going to get a lot of invites to weddings. And uh, you may be going with your spouse and watching somebody else get married and saying, well, this kind of stinks. I mean, I hope it works for them. It's not really working out for us. That's why Homeward is here to equip you. Check us out online at homeward.com. Learn more about the books that Dr. Jim Burns has written on marriage and uh, these other resources like marriedpeople.org. And as we continue, we're going to keep on talking about taking your marriage from intervention to celebration here as Homeward continues. I'm Jim Burns with today's Homeward Snapshot. So, Dad, 
What do you think? Well, uh, that's a, a good question, son. What do you mean? Well, marriage is a big step, and if you and Amanda really love each other, I don't see why yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah, but Dad, uh, what do you think about my education? Huh? Should I stay in school if we get married? Uh, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> that's a good question, Jimmy. I, uh, <laughs> Dad, you just said that. I did? Oh, right, I did. Jimmy, let's talk about this later, okay? All right, Dad. Boy, it's bad enough I don't know what to say to him. I sure could use some advice myself. When our kids are young, most of the time it's easy to answer their questions, to give them some advice. However, the questions get a bit tougher as they grow and the answers are harder to come by. Parents need good mentors, people whose example we can follow when faced with difficult parenting decisions, even spiritual accountability. For a free copy of my tip sheet called How to Find a Mentor and Then Become One, go to Homeward.com. I'm Jim Burns. Welcome back. I'm Jim Burns. Ted Lowe with us today from Atlanta, Georgia. He has that great Atlanta accent as well. He has grown this Atlanta accent. We're talking about taking your marriage from intervention to celebration. It is possible. He and his wife, Nancy, uh, created a great program called Married People. It's a concept that they brought when he was the former director of Married Life at North Point Community Church, a great church in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Now they are committed to helping churches help marriages through curriculum, events, multimedia. They're actually out here in Southern California speaking at a church, and uh, they make their home in Georgia. And we also have Doug Fields with us, who is the senior director of the Homeward Center for Youth and Family at Azusa Pacific, as well as uh, probably, I say this oftentimes when I'm around Doug, but it is the truth that you know God raises up leaders in every generation to take the lead when it comes to things like youth ministry or other aspects. And he is our leader in youth ministry today. And great to have you with us too. Thrilled to be here, Jim. Thanks. As we're talking about this, Ted, you and Doug were talking about the fact that you have four point, you know, morning when you get up, whatever. You know, that's practical. And one of the things Kathy Burns and I say, I have to say Kathy Burns because we've got a Kathy Fields going. They'll think Doug is on a date night with my wife and vice versa. But one of the things we talk about is the intentionality of even what we call the 22nd kiss. You know, when we first got married, we thought there is never going to be a problem with this. And, and, but really one of those times when we have those connections, we try to actually have a 22nd kiss, even if we're, we've been frustrated with either each other or just in our kids or life. But we do other things like a date night and, and things that have really helped us in many ways. Are there other practical ideas that somebody who's listening could say, absolutely, we can do that. We might not be able to, you know, change the entire family structure. And, you know, I still work you know, two jobs or whatever it is, but what can we do to enhance our marriage to really turn it from kind of where we need an intervention to, to some more celebration? Yeah, I do think it's little things. I do think it's, you know, making the rule, hey, when I get home, I'm not going to walk in with my cell phone. That's good. You know, and, you know, if my husband walks in, I'm going to get off the phone or I'm going to have the kids kind of quiet at that point so I can connect at that point. I do. I think it's little things. And I think just that we get so serious with life. Everything becomes really heavy. Uh, and we just forget, you know, I was talking to my wife of the day. I can get so serious and everything's a big deal to us. And I thought, you know, you married me because I made you laugh. So I need to make, keep making you laugh. And so, and I do think it's those 20 second kisses. And we watch our kids, my daughter, who is a huge uh, princess fan. She thinks it's the greatest ever when I kiss her mom. It is ever. She could say, kiss again, you know? Yeah. And so it's just those fun moments and creating those things and just the way we treat each other. I think for a lot of, you know, I've got a friend and uh, just the way he's received when he comes home from it, from his wife is like, here, take the kids. And I think what that communicates 
to him in that moment is, you know, my day has been so much more difficult than yours, which, you know, the great, my wife does many great things, but one of them was when I would come home. She just, it wasn't that. She was excited to see me and, you know, our house would be a little chaotic, or actually a lot chaotic, but she would stop and it made me want to help her. You know, it made me want to dive in instead of, here, take the kid. It really is this greeting. I had an experience once with a woman. I teach on something called awe, affection, warmth, and encouragement. And I challenge couples to bring that into the marriage. And this woman said, you know, my, my relationship is lousy. I need to practice this. And I said, well, how do you greet your husband? She said, well, typically, it's exactly what you said. I kind of hand the kids over. And, uh, you know, I'm busy. And, you know, my husband ditches me. He comes in and then I, you know, he goes and reads the paper. He's watching TV. He goes upstairs. He takes a nap. And I said, well, greet him. And I'm not trying to make this sound silly or something that you do every day, but I said, why don't you next time greet him with a 20-second kiss and tell him how much you appreciate the fact that he works as hard as he does. And I know you work as hard too, but just affirm him like crazy. So I, I see her about two weeks later and I, and I said, how's it going? She goes, unbelievable. It's almost a miracle. I, I said, what? She said, well, you know, I greet him with that 20-second kiss. And then I, I said, thank you for working as hard. And you're so great with the kids. And, I, and there's so much I appreciate about you. I said, what, what was that like? And he, he kind of gave her this stare blank, like, are you kidding me? So then what happened? Well, then we went, he, he followed me into the kitchen. He never helps with dinner. And he helped me with dinner. And then she said, then we won't get into the, you know, what happened that <laughs> night as she, you know, kind of was moving probably toward the bedroom. You know, it, it was actually a gesture. You talked about kindness earlier. It's that little thing. The other thing that you mentioned that I wanted to bring up, and Doug, I'd, I, I have often said to many people that I think you're just one of the best dads I've ever known in my life. And, you know, Ted was saying that, you know, his child, when he kisses his wife, Nancy, goes, cool, you know, do it again. My kids say, get a room and, you know, move on, but they're older. But in many ways, how we treat our spouse gives assurance and and really a, a foundation for our kids too, doesn't it? Absolutely. I think about that all the time. I think about how influential my kids are in growing up. And when Ted was telling the princess story, you know, when, when your daughter gets a little older, she won't say do it again. She'll say, oh, gross, you know, that type of thing. But With a uh, smile. With a smile, yeah. But having fun, having fun with it or, you know. But I think the way that I respond to my Kathy is really demonstrating to my son how to treat a woman and to my daughter's how to how they need yeah. to be treated whether it's me opening her car door which you know people go you still do that you know absolutely or uh, but you still open the car door for me too and i appreciate that well i'm just kidding <laughs> Uh, you know, when I, there'll be times when we'll be sitting in the car and Kathy will be coming out late yeah. uh, from the house and we're waiting for her. And instead of me saying, oh, your mom's always late. When she walks out of the house, I go, your mom looks so hot, you know, or isn't your mom great? Or, um, you know, when I walk into the house after being gone, I go straight to her right. first and give her the love and the affection. And, and, uh, you know, I try to do a 25 second kiss, Jim, because <laughs> I try to multitask. I want to, I want to kiss and model and see if we can't communicate a little in between. So if I get my talking done and my kissing done at the same time, it's a big win, but yeah, absolutely. I think our kids are always watching. Our kids are sponges and they're picking it all up. And, and, um, you know, I remember this book title from years ago and I never read the book but I just love the title. It says, the best way to love your kids is to love your spouse. And uh, I, I just think about that all the time. It's a little thing, but I'm also modeling to my kids, you know, what a, what a marriage ought to look yeah. like. Now, you know, it's fine us having this conversation, but there's a listener who's going, yeah, but you don't understand who I'm married to or what, yeah. what kind of tension is going on in our home. You know, what's a, what's a good way to start this? I think that just the way we communicate with each other, you know, I think, uh, 
I'll say to ladies sometimes, you know, if you really want help around the house, even if you want to manipulate your husband to get help around the house, talk to him like he's a, a superhero. Like, will you save me? Will you rescue me? Will you help? Because guys want, they want that. They want to help. And I think it's just those little things like listening the way we're communicating to one another. It's just, it's just huge. It's absolutely well, huge. You know what? I, I, I'll say the same thing where I'll say, look at, and I'll speak to wives here. I'll say, your husbands actually actually want to please you. You may not realize that. You got to tell them because I can't read minds and I don't think there are many husbands who can read minds. So if we actually say, hey, here's how you could help me today. Many times we'll, we want to be that person who comes in and rescues the princess or whatever, but we don't know what to do. Absolutely. And they're saying, well, you're supposed to know. It's supposed to be spontaneous. We're dumb. Right. Just look at it that just, way. Just tell us. Yes. Well, after exactly. so long and the complexity, what we talked about at the beginning of the episode, you know, a, a male goes thinking, my marriage is so complex. You know, how am I ever going to get help? Or that woman who says, Doug, you don't know all the situations. Well, start somewhere. Yeah. You know, just start somewhere because you're right. We don't know all the complexities of it. We don't know how bad it's been. Yes, I'm sure you have a million illustrations of why it is bad, but start somewhere because if you don't, you're going to be in the same condition you were in a week from today, a month from a year from now, you know, the whole bit if right. something doesn't start. Yeah. Just even asking the question, you know, what would you like for me to know this week? You know, it's those little things of now I know how to, now I know how to love you. And it's just someone pursuing uh, you. You know, work has been very chaotic with us starting a new ministry and it was just a tough day. And Nancy says, how can I help you? And I really didn't even have anything for her to do, but it lifted a boulder off sure. of me because I thought, wow, someone else, especially the one I love the most cares. And that was just a huge, I really didn't give her any way to help me that, but just her asking was a gift. Now, Ted, you have this organization, by the way, I love the title, uh, Married People. I just love that. It's just it's, very creative, it's, huh? It's great. I actually, I love it. I remember when you were talking about titles, I got this from Doug. He sent over a, the thing and I went, oh, I hope he chooses that one. And there it is. But Married People is an organization that helps churches help marriages. And I think many of our listeners would like to hear about it and how they might get their church involved. Talk to us about it. Absolutely. I think what I got really excited about is the church coming around marriages and being the ones that are responsible and we're gonna own it again and we're gonna help marriages for couples to feel the support and still some kind of outside retreat or different things, which are great. It feels so great for them to have a strategy or you know something that they hear over and over in different areas uh, of the church. And just circling around, I think that's gonna be a great paradigm shift for the church to, to take ownership. And so, you know, how does the listener you know, help with that? You know, most marriage ministries and churches today are ran by lay people who are passionate about marriage and, uh, and want to help and take part. And pastors will let them because they're very busy. <laughs> mm -hmm. They need help. And that's the thing a lot, you know, I don't want to beat up churches or pastors for not doing enough for marriages. Most of them have more than they can handle. Sure. And so that was our goal to say church leaders are busy, but church leader, you know, their marriages in their church need help. And so that was our, our goal. If we can help churches to help marriages, then well, we that is your we'll goal. Win. You're doing a great job. By the way, I just love some of the videos. I've gone on and seen some of the videos, and it's just great stuff. I actually sat and laughed at the Jeff Foxworthy stuff you have on the video. It's really, really good. You know, I think it's interesting, this uh, conversation has gone by so fast. But the truth of the matter is, is that it only takes one person to make some proactive decisions to bring a marriage closer together. And we haven't even talked about the God factor yet. We'll do that in another program here. But I want to challenge our listeners to you know, make that one decision. I mean, maybe it is uh, how you connect those four times. Maybe it's the date night. Maybe it's uh, the way you ask, how can I help you? 
it's definitely showing kindness. And whatever that is, I think that our marriages uh, can move from an intervention to a celebration. But guess what? It's not going to happen alone. You're going to have to do something. You're going to have to roll up your sleeves and do it. Grace from God is free, but there's a whole part of our faith where we roll up our sleeves and we kind of do some of the work. We read the scriptures. We, you know, we go to worship, whatever. It's the same with our marriage. And if your marriage is stale, then you can help make it unstale, Roger, if that's a word, because it just takes one person. Make a decision today. Do something different. Roger. I think unstale is now a word, and let's go ahead and use that because that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to revitalize marriages. We're trying to revitalize families, improve the quality of parent-child relationships, all of those. those are the, that's the ministry of Homeward, and we're so glad that you have tuned in today to this program featuring Dr. Jim Burns and uh, Ted Lowe from MarriedPeople.org and Doug Fields, who's also part of our Homeward Center for Youth and Family. And this is part one of a two-part conversation, so you know what that means. On the next edition of the program, we'll continue the conversation. If you missed any part of today's broadcast, you can drop us a line and we'll send you the full-length audio CD. It features part one and part two of the program. All it takes from you is a gift of any amount. And uh, we're coming up on the end of our fiscal year here just in a couple days. So any amount you can give, $100, $200 or more, greatly appreciated. Write to Homeward, Post Office Box 1600, San Juan Capistrano, California, the zip code 92693. And now for Dr. Jim Burns, our engineer Ben Camp, and the rest of the staff, I'm Roger Marsh. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to join us again next time right here for another edition of Homeward. Homeward with Jim Burns is a production of the Homeward Center for Youth and Family at Azusa Pacific University.